This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the Department of Health has some rather disturbing news. The number of new cases of COVID-19 was up by 60% last week, but don't worry. In the land of Ron DeSantis, those counts don't count. I've never been driven by the case counts. The number of fatalities was also up by almost 44%. And believe me, those numbers do count. At the end of the day, when we're now facing the largest rise in, this, in the country, then, uh, then you know, the responsibility lies with you. Yet Governor DeSantis is still pursuing his strategy of downplaying the threat and inviting tourists to come on down because Florida is open for business. Except, of course, for those 38,670 Floridians who've been killed by COVID-19. So how do you encourage people to get vaccinated? FAMU's president, Larry Robinson, is making a video appeal to students who are returning to campus. The COVID-19 pandemic is still with us, and we cannot be a family without each other. So do it for yourself and do it for everyone else. But just in case that doesn't work, FAMU will also be giving away a million dollars worth of merchandise for staff and students who get the shot. In the aftermath of the Surfside tragedy, Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed wants the legislature to upgrade condo regulations and create a statewide commission to hear complaints. The CFO gets down to the business of reforming NICO, the birth-related neurological injury compensation association. His very first appointment to the new board is a good sign. We'll also have your daily calendar of political events and the stories of two Florida men. One is going to the federal pen for child pornography. The other went to the hospital after showing off with a gun. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, July 26th. This is National Aunt and Uncle Day and National Coffee Milkshake Day. On this date in 1755, Casanova was arrested in Venice for affront to religion and common decency and imprisoned. He was sentenced to five years in jail without a trial. In 1948, President Harry Truman issued Executive Order 9981 to desegregate the armed forces, directing equality of treatment and opportunity in the military. In 1990, U.S. President George H.W. Bush signed the Americans with Disabilities Act. And on this date in 1991, actor Paul Rubens was arrested in Sarasota, Florida for exposing himself in an adult movie theater. So much for Pee Wee Herman and his playhouse. For the second consecutive week, Florida leads the nation in COVID infections. The Department of Health reported 73,188 new cases Friday. That's a 60% increase over the previous week, which was a 100% increase over the week before. The numbers are also trending up. On Wednesday, more than 12,000 cases. Thursday, more than 13,000 cases. Friday, more than 14,000. Florida is responsible for about one out of every five new cases in America, with Miami-Dade, Broward, Duval, Hillsborough, and Orange counties leading the way. But don't tell that to the governor. You see, in Ron DeSantis' world, those numbers don't matter. I've never been driven by the case counts because you have people who may test positive now, we know, who, who are vaccinated. And so they'll be positive, but they're almost entirely not going to get a serious illness. And so to me, it's about preventing the illness, not a positive test. The folks, some of the folks that have tested positive literally just have a positive test and don't have any symptoms. And so for me, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in the clinical outcomes here. And I think that viewing it as, are you symptomatic? Are you going to be a hospital admission? Are you going to be in intensive care? Obviously, is your life going to be threatened? I mean, those are the key things. And, and these vaccines make it so that your chance of survival is pretty doggone close to 100 percent. 
But if you're not vaccinated, well, good luck with that. The state added 332 fatalities last week, up from 231 the previous week. And the sad truth is that fatalities lag behind the other cases, so we haven't seen the worst of it yet. And doctors say almost every one of those victims was not vaccinated. If you look at the people that are being admitted to hospitals, uh, over 95 percent of them are either not fully vaccinated or not vaccinated at all. And so these vaccines are saving lives. They are reducing mortality. And I said this a couple months ago. I said, told people to get vaccinated because we have a summer season here, just like last year. It started a little later this year. So you're going to have higher prevalence for the rest of July, probably into August. And then it goes back and goes the different waves. If you're vaccinated, those waves are not going to impact you in any significant way. Florida was one of the earliest states to abandon COVID-19 precautions, and the governor continues to insist there will be no mask mandates or lockdowns. He even threatened to call the legislature into special session to overrule anyone who tries it. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz says Ron DeSantis owns this increase. Really, through the whole pandemic, did everything he could to really stiff arm the uh, the, the pandemic and, and taking care of people. At the end of the day, when we're now facing the largest rise in this in the country, then uh, then, you know, the responsibility lies with you. And all he has to do is exercise his leadership and use his bully pulpit to encourage people to get vaccinated. To be fair, the governor does encourage people to get vaccinated, but he always points out that it's your right as an American not to get vaccinated and he will fight for your rights, no matter how many people have to die for them. Speaking of which, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals has ruled in favor of the governor in his fight with the CDC over cruise ships. The state has argued that the CDC's COVID-19 safety measures for cruise ships had harmed the state economy and contributed to unemployment rates. They also claimed that the CDC requirements were unconstitutional and the agency was overstepping its bounds. The bottom line on all this is that the CDC requirements are now just suggestions. So how do you convince people to get vaccinated? Well, how about a bribe? Starting this week and continuing through the end of the year, Florida A&M University will offer a million dollars worth of cash, laptop computers, iPads, and gift cards as a reward to staff and students who get vaccinated. The university president, Larry Robinson, also produced the obligatory video. I'm looking forward to campus life returning to normal, which means academic, social, and athletic programs for you to participate in. However, the COVID-19 pandemic is still with us and we cannot be a family without each other. So do it for yourself and do it for everyone else. Remember, we can't be fam without you being vaccinated. So we're dependent upon you to call the shot. The million-dollar pot of money to pay for all this merch comes from federal COVID dollars. The governor has prohibited state universities like FAMU from requiring vaccines but the university is strongly recommending it. After the deadly collapse last month of a condo building in Surfside, State Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed wants the legislature to update condominium regulations and create a statewide task force to help prevent such disasters. Freed, who is seeking the Democratic nomination for governor next year, has created a clearinghouse to review complaints about condos. We are going to continue working for you to make sure that we are, are tracking all of these consumer complaints to make sure that we are hearing from the consumers on the ground what they are seeing, ideas, suggestions. And so we can be bringing these issues and ideas together so we can be productive on finding solutions in the problem. Freed said her department is scrutinizing 25 charities that were set up following the Champlain Tower South collapse to make sure those donations are going to victims and families. One fraudulent charity has already been shut down. 
Now that lawmakers and the governors have overhauled a program that serves families with brain-damaged children, its future is in the hands of the chief financial officer. CFO Jimmy Petronas oversees the Birth-Related Neurological Injury Compensation Association, and he has demanded it do a better job. Petronas will name at least five members to the oversight board, and his first appointment was Jim DeBogarin, who oversaw the state agency for persons with disabilities before becoming a private consultant. DeBogarin also served as CEO of the ARC of Florida, an advocacy group for people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. DeBogarin told the Miami Herald he anticipates that the NECA board will undergo significant changes in composition and its orientation toward the children and families who depend on the program for care. Your calendar of events is a short one today. The University of Florida Board of Trustees meets at 4.30. Representative Kelly Skidmore, a Democrat from Boca Raton, will host an online discussion at 6 about issues related to equity and inclusion in the education system. And Democratic gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist will speak at an online meeting of the Democratic Women's Club of East Broward at 6.30. A Florida man has been sentenced to 11 years in prison for child pornography. 60-year-old David Mary of Pensacola was busted after a tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. He was arrested, his electronic devices were seized, and he was released on bond. But probation officers suspected Mary continued his illicit behavior. When they got a warrant for his new cell phone, they found more kiddie porn. Mary was locked up while he awaited trial. Following his 11-year term, Mary will be supervised by the U.S. Probation Office for the rest of his life. Finally today, a Florida man accidentally shot himself while showing off at a bar in Pensacola. The incident occurred Thursday at O'Reilly's Uptown Tavern. The guy pulled out a handgun, showed it to a couple of folks, and then made a fast motion as if he was holstering the gun beneath his left shoulder when the weapon discharged, hitting him in the torso. Florida man left the bar and checked in at an area hospital. The Pensacola Police Department originally said the shooting occurred during a fight outside the bar, but a spokesperson retracted that information after seeing the videotape. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we continue to plumb the depths of Florida politics.